This is Rob Milton from MPSP Theater, and you're listening to Verbally Challenged. They were showing other Earths, like in the beginning of the show, you mentioned Smallville, you mentioned Birds of Prey, and they actually showed those universes in this crossover, basically making every TV show, every movie out Mm -hmm. there canon in this multiverse. That's incredible. What's up, everybody? Eric and BX here, and welcome back to Verbally Challenged. I got a couple of very special guests here with me today. First up, Jason L. What's happening, brother? Welcome back. Oh, thanks to have me, dude. I uh, just chilling, man. You know, a couple weeks it's been. Ready to recap this whole thing. Nice. Yes, yes. You were here with me on the last episode where we recapped it. It wasn't the last episode of Verbally Challenged, but, um, you know, the crossover, they split it. Like, you know, when we talked about it the last time, they split it in two parts and we had to wait a month for the finale. So we said we were going to recap it. And uh, here we are. Um, also with us today is Agent H. Thank you for joining us, bro. It's been a minute. yes it has thank you for having me on no problem nice surprise when i had chasing up about coming on and he was like oh you know darius is here do you mind and i was like ah yes it's gonna be a trio sweet yeah (laughs) me and jason was working on our future podcast word up word up yep details for that coming very very soon i'm sure so, all right, dude, Crisis on Infinite Earths. So just to recap, everybody, if you don't know what that is, um, the original storyline was published by uh, DC Comics back in 1985, sort of as a reset to their universe, you know, 50 years of continuity, you know, in DC Comics had led to basically like a lot of confusion. You know, you had multiple versions of several heroes like Superman and Batman and um, and basically, you know, in a way to sort of, you know, streamline things and make things simpler. Uh, this was a storyline proposed, uh, you know, which had major ramifications uh, for the a major, you know, for all the line of books uh, coming from the publisher at the time, you know, so. Uh, basically, the tagline "Worlds lived, worlds died," and the DC universe will never be the same. It, it actually lived up to that premise. Um, but it's funny, you know, because at the time of the publishing, um, you know, other storylines that were happening at the time, you know, this is a major company-wide crossover. But you know, certain books like Batman and other things that were go- being published at the time had certain storylines going that um, that needed to like wrap up before you s- kind of saw the you know the effects of Crisis uh, happen in those books. You know, so some relaunches came a little bit later than others, but um, their, you know origins were reset for certain heroes. Um, Superman had a new origin. There was a new Wonder Woman origin. You know, Wally West became the flash uh, a couple of major characters died you know supergirl on the flash being you know two of the major ones in, in the comic book series so here cw just basically with their Arrowverse, um you know arrow representing green arrow and the flash and you know they have legends of tomorrow black lightning um you know and others taking part in the crossover they do this annually and crisis was the uh the theme for this year and 
pretty impressive to kind of see what they were able to pull off, you know, with the television budget, you know, Jason, you and I touched on it the last time, you know, we know Mm -hmm. this is not HBO, it's not Cinemax, it's not Showtime, it's it's not Netflix, you know, so, you know, sometimes the special effects and some of the things you see, you know, leave a lot to be desired, but, uh, but the scope of the story that they're trying to tell with the budget that they have, it's, it's, kind of pretty impressive i think uh with what they did you know i i didn't enjoy i didn't like every aspect of it but we'll get into that um as we talk about it so um mm-hmm. jason i know you watch these shows uh age and h are you a regular viewer of like the arrowverse shows or are you up to yes i am games? i love it sometimes it can be be a bit cheese cheesy but i i enjoy watching it yeah yeah it's actually it's, it's pretty good you know it's it's cw like you know what it is it, it's the cw soap opera stuff you know with the pretty faces and the pretty actors and all that 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 you get with that because they're trying to appeal to like a certain type of audience but i'm here for like the super heroics basically you know what i'm Same saying here you know so i could sort of like overlook like that aspect you know with the, the angst and the drama and whatever's going on the, the love lies between the characters um basically to get to the comic book stuff you know um and i, th- I think these shows have been pretty impressive with some of the storylines that they presented like even um you know when the flash first started with season one just the fact that they did the whole earbud thorn storyline you know this Mm -hmm. future villain coming back and he's the one that created the flash and and then in season two just introducing the whole multiverse aspect it was unbelievable i'm like this is shit i wouldn't i thought i'd never see in a television show you know i agree jose jose I have to say that the CW came a long way with these types of shows ever since from Smallville and Birds of Prey and et cetera, et cetera. So for them to tackle these types of storyline from Crisis, from Elseworlds, and um, from even Flashpoint, Mm -hmm. these these storylines I really enjoy and the character and the character development so i i like him yeah pretty it's pretty impressive you know so and i mean and this was the big one you know the so they introduced the whole multiverse aspect in the flash you know supergirl you know when that show was initially introduced it was on channel two um so it wasn't a cw show so it eventually with the second season moved over to the cw but since it wasn't originally a cw show they basically uh, the cast and all the characters from Supergirl to, you know, it took place in an, on another Earth and another universe instead of taking place in the main, you know, Arrowverse, Earth One, as they dubbed it. So, um, you know, some things came to fruition. I thought, you know, what happened basically at the end of this thing is sort of what I thought they were going to do, you know, once they got to the storyline. Um, and it was a pretty cool way, the way they got to it. You know, but um, yeah, but I mean, just to, the fact to be seeing these major storylines happening on a, on a TV show, um, you know, pretty amazing. You know, one of the cameos, especially like once we get to it, uh, oh, pretty, 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 pretty <laughs> incredible. <laughs> and, and honestly, like I'm not gonna lie, like my hair kind of stood up on the back of my neck when I saw that. So I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. So, all right. So basically, where we left off, the the multiverse <laughs> uh, was destroyed by the anti monitor. Um, you know, the last, uh, the last bash, in the, uh, the last earth that was available was earth one. That's where they made their last stand. Uh, basically just got wiped out by the antimatter wave. The mm-hmm. seven paragons were transported to a place called vanishing point, which is a place 
which uh, exists outside of space and time. So it wasn't consumed by antimatter. Uh, the heroes were left there and it looked like the antimatter won. You know, it was the end of everything. So, you know, we were left wondering with how they were going to get out of this predicament. So, you know, as uh, the storyline picked up, you know, with the, the last two episodes, uh, we actually got to see the origin of uh, the monitor and the anti-monitor and sort of saw mm -hmm. like how that all came into being. So, you know, Marno Wu looked like he was, um, you know, experimenting with time travel and he was going to travel to the dawn of the universe, basically to see the birth of the universe. And uh, when he time traveled, he actually wound up in the antimatter universe. And, uh, and when he arrived there, he saw basically his opposite you know, the anti-monitor. Yep, yep. So, um, you know, so basically saying that he created the anti-monitor by basically going back in time. So he is the cause basically of everything being wiped out, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the, in the previous three parts, you know, we know that Pariah, you know, uh, Nash Wells was the one that freed mm -hmm. the anti-monitor from his prison. But here we find out, you know, it was actually the monitor himself that created the anti-monitor somehow by going back in time, you know? So um, we catch up with the heroes at Vanishing Point. It shows that it's actually been a few months since they were transported there. And, uh, you know, each one of them are just kind of, you know, just coping in their own way with their current existence. You know, they're struggling basically to survive. Um, you know, in a place like that, I mean, I guess this is not like the sort of question you got to ask, but it's like, you know, they're there for months. They had no resources. There's just one set of clothes. So they're, they're wearing the same clothes for months. How are you showering, eating, you know, shit like shit, that. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I never addressed these things in comic books. So you have to ignore yeah. it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit you got to ignore and stuff like that. Even though yeah, I think Ryan Choi, right, um, actually mm -hmm. grew in like a beard in the in the time since he was there. But, um, you know, but Lex was still bald. Yeah. So, and still looking very, very spiffy in his suit, you know. It's so like he got to look good. <laughs> yeah, so they're there basically struggling to survive. Um, they said Barry like would disappeared. Like I guess he was trying to travel into the speed force to try to find a way out. They said he disappeared. They hadn't seen him for you know a long time for months. And uh when he returned it, to him, he was just gone like a couple of seconds, and they told him he had been gone for months. You couldn't yeah. like really believe it, you know. So, you know, I guess his uh attempt to run into the speed force failed you know because there's nothing there's no more reality left so i guess mm -hmm. there's just nothing left oh, or he just didn't have the power to reach it uh we catch up with uh ollie and um corrigan is his name right the specter yes. mm -hmm. um yep. in purgatory which looks like you know lee and you and he, he's basically i guess teaching oliver um you know basically about his powers because uh oliver's the new specter and basically saying that you know all his fights everything that he's gone through in his life has like led to this moment and somehow he's gonna be the one to you know i guess save the universe here you know i guess once he's had enough training they headed back to vanishing point to i guess continue the story so uh what do you guys think about that pretty interesting like the specter did play a big part in the original comic book storyline mm -hmm. but oliver like in no way like had any like attachment to that it was a completely separate character so interesting to see the way they sort of you know because arrow is ending and it's the end of his story it's kind of interesting the way they sort of made him that new character you know what do you guys think well it was kind of interesting, uh, the whole story. Like, you know, they were all trying to search for Oliver, basically trying to 
bring him back and all that other stuff. And then, and then all of a sudden you found out that he ends up, you know, being who he ends up being. Like, I thought it was kind of like a nice send off. It's definitely something different that strayed from the comics, but um, I, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by it, especially how they did like the voice change and everything with yeah. it. If you notice with that. Yeah, it sounded like him, but it was definitely like modified because you know, because he died, right? He it was, mm-hmm. it was that was the big shocker that in the very first episode in the crossover, you know, to help save Earth 38, um, you know, Oliver died, you know, nobody expected that. So, um, you know, here now in, in Purgatory, like his soul, you know, becoming the new Spectre. So pretty interesting. And and I like, you know, when they do deviations like that, because if they're mm-hmm. just going to try to, you know, copy the comic you know, bit by bit, you're not getting anything new, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way about this where I've got, um, uh, <clears throat> like, like I love the comics and everything, but like, you don't want to turn around and tell the story. That's exact. Like for me anyway, I don't want to see the story that's already been told 100% the same exact way. Cause then I already know. And then I'm just like, okay, why do I want to go watch that? Exactly. I'm like already read it. So then in my eyes, when they turn around and did those deviations, I'm like, okay, you know, these little twists and turns. All right. Yeah. See what they're doing. And you got to think about it. They're not only gearing towards all of us comic book heads and stuff like that. They're also gearing towards uh, their target audience, uh, which is like a younger crowd. That's now that didn't read some of those comics way back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause at this point, you know, 85, you know, that's over 30 years ago. Like now, mm-hmm. you know, so, I mean, I'm pretty sure unless, you know, these those kids like to dig deep, you know, they haven't read that, you know. Yeah, so. Especially what's kind of nice is, is that uh, once they and this happened with my nephews where they turned around and heard about crisis and they watched it and they loved it. And then I went back and actually introduced them to the actual comic back in the 80s. And then they started reading it. And they were like, wow, this is completely different to what was in the show. And I'm like, yeah, but they're different mediums. So mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have to follow each other 100% exactly. Yeah. And the comics got, yeah, I mean, it's the comic book. So they all just the, the plethora of characters that they could have in the, in the books, as opposed to this TV show, it's uh the number of characters you're going to see is definitely like way scaled down, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they had multiple universes of characters that were being wiped out in that original comic. And um, yeah, I loved it, man. When I started getting into comics as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's awesome that you introduced them to that. Because I feel like, you know, you know, maybe more, I don't know, you know, who knows how many kids read comic books nowadays with all the other media that's out there. You know, everything's like yeah. an app now and a tablet. So, you know, um, you know, comics oh, could be a dying medium. You know, like I know print sales like are not what they used to be. Yeah. at all but um but when i know when i was a kid and i started reading comics and i was discovering you know because sometimes you read one book and then you know it, on one of the pages it'll say it'll it's prom- promoting another book it'll say like a, mm-hmm. it, it'll reference an incident that happened so i'm like oh i gotta look for that you know yeah yeah and, yeah. and it's always gonna say it took place in issue this of this you know so um, yeah, I remember just digging through the old comic book rat, uh, boxes and and finding those things, you know, for a dollar or a dollar fifty in mm-hmm. the back issue boxes, and I would just collect them and collect them. If they didn't have the whole thing, um, you know, I just try to get them from other places. And uh, but it, but it was good, man. I was able to pretty much like, the comic shop, 
that I had around me when I was a kid that had a lot of that stuff. They had almost nice. anything. So, you know, as long as I had the money, you know, enough money to pay for it, it, it was there. And I actually yeah. wound up, you know, helping out there when I had, when I got a little bit older. Um, mm -hmm. But that's how I got introduced to all this stuff, the DC stuff and reading crisis back at a young age. So um, again, like, that's why I say it's incredible to me to see this like on television, you oh, know, definitely. you know, so basically um, Oliver finishes his training and uh, meets up with the heroes at vanishing point. He gives Barry, I guess, a little boost to be able to enter the Speed Force, and he, uh, you know, takes the other Paragons with them, and uh, he drops off Kara, Ryan, and uh, Lex on Maltis because I guess they're going to try to convince the Monitor not to do his time travel experiment as sort of mm -hmm. like a sort of like hedging their bets to see if they could even just stop the Anti Monitor from coming even into existence and saving everybody. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, though, while running through the Speed Force, uh, the Anti-Monitor attacks them. So they basically like all get separated. So Oliver, Flash, um, Batwoman, uh, they got separated and get lost in the Speed Force. Uh, Oliver um, tells Barry that basically um, they, he has to think of like past times and memories of like one day the heroes can, uh, made their bonds with each other in mm -hmm. order to find everybody else. Because if they get lost in the Speed Force uh, and they fall out of it, they will get consumed by antimatter uh, anti and they're all done. <laughs> and yep, so, yep. so so that that's kind of crazy and uh telling him that the flash basically he takes off running you know the classic run you know run barry run as they say yep, yep. Mm -hmm. always love it and uh he meets none other than the dc extended universe of himself ezra miller actually fucking made a cameo in yeah. this arrowverse crossover what the fuck yeah, like, dude, that I was Beth and I looked at each other, jumped up. We're like, What the fuck? Are you serious? They did they just make the DC universe canon? <laughs> like with the movies, always canon, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, they, never, they never done it to where, like previously, where they even join the two together at all and then all of a sudden they did this and you're like whoa mind blown yeah that that's something you never thought you would have seen you know what i'm saying yeah. like like them connecting i mean they you saw like in part one they showed you know alexander knox you know so you know referencing mm -hmm. the first batman movie you know with michael keaton um but never ever would you have thought you would have seen like one of these major characters like the flash the the movie version of the flash like appearing in something like this it was a total surprise um reading up on it after the fact it was actually filmed after they already wrapped um the filming of the crossover mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying they actually had to go back and, and and like refilm this and insert it and uh it was awesome like it was and it was actually warner brothers i think the movie division that called them up mm -hmm. to to ask if they wanted to do it and ezra was down to do it you know which makes him like awesome like to want to do something like that you know so well, a little a little bit of a fun fact on that is that Nobody in the cast except the higher ups and Ezra Miller and um, oh, what's his name? Grant Gustin only knew about it. Nobody else did. Yeah. Uh, he actually posted on Instagram or something like that uh, about uh, a, a, no one knew until they saw it live on TV. And everybody's like, what the heck? The whole cast and everything. It was great. Yeah, yeah, the cast like we're just watching it back live as it aired, and they didn't know. So even for them to be surprised, that's freaking incredible. 
That's mm-hmm. so funny. But that was amazing. I mean, they played it for laughs. It was sort of like a, a little comical moment. But, it, you know, just the fact that they did something like that, you never would have expected that in a fucking million years. And um, and that just shows like what they did in the, the first couple of parts as they were showing mm-hmm. other Earths, you know, like in the beginning of the show, you mentioned Smallville, you mentioned Birds of Prey, um, D, and those were, they actually showed those universes in this crossover, basically making every TV show, um, every yeah, movie yeah, out yeah. there canon in this multiverse, you know what I'm saying? That's, mm-hmm. fuck, that's incredible. You know, that's incredible. Just just see that in a live action form. You know, usually that shit you see like an animation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, DC has this animated universe that they've built up and they put out these animated movies two, three times a year. Um, those are great, you know, and but they could do do anything they want in animation. To see this actually happen live, fucking incredible, you know. So and it was funny to see because in, in the Justice League, you saw that. Um, Ezra Miller as a Flash, he was inexperienced. He wasn't, you know, this police scientist that worked in the Central City Police Department, like the way this TV Barry is. And, um, you know, so he seemed uh, like very new and it came across like here when they met because uh, he was like, hey, who are you? And he's like, I'm, you know, Barry's like, I'm the Flash. And you see Ezra, he's like, the Flash? And then you see that he liked <laughs> the name. He was like, right. oh, the Flash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was so that was nice. So it basically sparked it in his head, like, oh, okay, I'm gonna call myself the Flash, you know, and uh, and then they were admiring each other's suits. <laughs> was oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like Darius and I kind of had like a theory on that whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and take it, dude? Yeah, what the the theory we had with the Flash and how he met that Flash is gonna probably be into Flashpoint again because they was gonna talk about how the movie version. Was gonna tap into into that, so I believe that that in the, hopefully in the movie that Grant Arthur's uh, Grant I mean uh, Grant uh, Grant Gustav's character maybe will be in the, in the Flash movie again, but multiverse versions of Flash. That'll be sweet. Like basically, mm-hmm. like in the in this in the Flash film, have this scene again. Like you know exactly. what I'm saying, and and, yeah. you, and you see how Ezra gets there from his point of view, like you mm-hmm. know, what I'm saying? like that like would from be, his perspective, yeah, 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 that would you know that would be pretty awesome, you know what I'm saying? Like just do it, like that's why we, you know with these shows not to sidetrack too much, but we you know sometimes when talking about these shows in the past, um, they've seemed to like handicap themselves. Like remember earlier, I think it was like season two of Arrows and season three, they had the Suicide Squad, and then yeah. and then since they were doing the Suicide Squad film, they put an embargo on those characters in the Arrow yeah. show, and it was like, mm-hmm. but why? And they're like, oh, they don't want to cause confusion, but it's like people know the difference between the TV show like and the movie. They know the differences, you know. And it seems like they've loosed they loosened that a bit because obviously, like you see, Superman is uh, is a side character, supporting character here in the Supergirl mm-hmm. show, and uh, he's actually getting his own show, I think, starting in the fall. And mm-hmm. um, you know, and and you know, and you got the Flash TV show just to have the Flash TV show when you have a movie version, you know, like so. There's been exceptions to the rule, but uh, I always thought I always thought that DC would shoot themselves in the foot when they do that because it's like, listen, this is you own all this, um, so take advantage of it. Have these characters in the TV show if you could use them mm-hmm. and put them in the movie. You know, like same, you like you see like how they have Batwoman, but they never want to show Bruce or show Batman. You know, we actually got to see this future version kevin conroy playing this future version of bruce mm-hmm. wayne but that was like the first the time version 
Yeah, but mm-hmm. that was the but that was like the first time we ever got to see like Bruce Wayne, and of course you're not going to see him in costume or anything. Like for some reason they don't want to show you Batman on TV because he has movies in development. And it's like, dude, like, like you know the you'll get ratings. People will mm-hmm. fucking watch. Mm-hmm. Like, just do it, do it. Like mm-hmm. you know, people will understand the difference between TV and uh, and movies, and yeah. uh, and this crossover just shows it. Like it's explaining to you the differences that it's all these different universes. So. You know, um, you know, we we're all versed, we're all geeks, we know about it. But I think like a show like this is basically explaining to the to the non geeks, the casuals, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. like this is sort of how it works, and, and I think it's easily understandable. So, um, yeah, so pretty incredible, man. So the nice, you know, cool little scene we got to see a uh, movie Flash meet TV Flash, and uh, you know, we saw Ezra's character just sort of disappear, and he was like, hey, he and he said like I told Victor this would be possible, so of course, you know, he's referencing <laughs> the side. <laughs> so um that's pretty awesome you know so uh kara ryan and lex on maltus they uh they're trying to stop the anti-monitor lex fucking the fucking conniving bastard that he is you know turns on kara and ryan and he's basically i guess sort of trying to uh you know alter the outcome of what he's doing with the monitor and that experiment maybe uh to maybe do something to benefit him you know, mm-hmm. so and apparently with the book of destiny, he's given himself some like powers because he knocked Kara out with like some like energy blast from his head. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that, right? What do you guys think of this version of Lex? Like, I know J- me and you talked about it the last time, J- uh, uh, Jason, but um, Agent H, what do you think about this version? Okay, guys, a quick timeout so I could put you on to the Realm of Collectors. The Realm of Collectors is an online community of friends that have become like family with a shared goal of providing a space where you could share your your hobbies and chat with others that have similar interests subscribe today to the realm of collectors youtube channel and hit that bell for all notifications the realm goes live almost every day of the week with several podcasts like enter the realm breaking the mold figure banging and mpsp theater go to youtube.com today to subscribe visit our website realmofcollectors.com on the site is a blog section with entries provided by members of the community just like you. A gallery of toy photography from members all over the world that have used the hashtag Realm of Collectors on Instagram. Links to all the podcasts at the Cool Table Podcast Network and our contact information in case you have any inquiries about the realm. Don't forget to join our online community on Facebook. The group name is Realm of Collectors. Answer the three questions and boom, you're in. Follow us on Instagram at Realm of Collectors and follow the hashtag Realm of Collectors for all the latest toy news and updates on all the happenings in the group. So what are you waiting for? Search Realm of Collectors online right now and join the Realm community. See you there. I didn't even realize that that was the guy from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Ducky from 16 Candles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was talking to Jason when we was watching that episode that I was cracking up because I always look at him from Two and a Half Men and Ducky for him to portray a character like Lex Luthor is excellent. I think it's one of the best Lex Luthor's characters in a very long time, because one of my favorite Lex Luthor is the animated version with Clancy Brown doing yes. the voice. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. because Gene Hackman was a good Lex, Lex Luthor, but he was more of a comic ver- version, yep. comedy ver- version. Mm-hmm. And um, the Smallville version was okay, but it was kind of going back and forth, being good and bad and, and, mm-hmm. and whiny, like an emo, emo version. Of <laughs> <laughs> but 
this like this is like ruthless is cold and and before the whole crisis his episode started i love that he had his his armor suit with the purple and the green the kryptonite blast mm -hmm. you know because i've been waiting for that for like 30 goddamn years <laughs> and it's finally happened you know so i yeah i think he's a great lex luther one of my favorite versions so far. So I'm kind of looking forward and seeing what they're going to do after post-crisis. Yep, yep, I agree. I really like this uh, characterization of Lex. Like, they're just, see how he's witty. And like you said, he's just the fucking evil, like, conniving, like, bastard. Like, you know, um, I did like Rosenbaum. Like, me, me and my cousin mm -hmm. were going back yeah. and forth on this because he was, he asked me too. He's like, what he's like, what do you think of this Lex? And I was like, oh, I, I like him. I was like, I dig it. He's great. And he's like, best Lex since Hackman. And I'm like, hey, but I was like, you didn't like Rosenbaum? And he didn't really, he was like, ah, like, you know what I'm saying? And Rosenbaum was okay. But like I said, it, it was more that torture conflicted version of Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. But there was no torture collective, convicted version of him. He was just an evil son of a bitch, yeah. you know? And <laughs> it's just like, I just want that embrace. But I like Michael Rosenbaum later on in the Smallville episode. He was becoming more ruthless and bad and stuff yeah. like that. I mean, because I, he became, I'm sorry. No, he became like a guy with daddy issues, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but yeah. <clears throat> no, he was, it's true, because that's the way, basically the way he was. And we knew, I mean, of course, because we all know the story. You know, they were playing up, you know, Lex and Clark as best friends, you know, with Smallville. But of course, we knew how that story was going to end. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're just seeing how how it gets there. Um, and, you know, and you saw like how when Lex is, you know, he's basically, you know, doing he's got his friendship with Clark, but you still see him doing his dirty shit on the side, you yeah. know. So um, but then, you know, it's true in later seasons as like, you know, when he wound up killing his dad and sort of got his dad out of his life, then you sort of let, saw Lex go off like in the deep end and really like turn towards like really, really being evil um and then like he he wound up leaving right like towards like the, those last couple yeah. of seasons and then made mm -hmm. the appearance in that final episode which was which was cool you know? <clears throat> um they i heard they were trying to get him for crisis and it was just scheduling or whatever they couldn't work it out you know so yeah and also i was he has his own poem podcast and he briefly discussed that he wanted to do it but then he didn't feel like wanted to do it you know mm -hmm. so it's just going back and forth and then as the time goes by, they can't, they had to, re, you know, just record it without a film it without a. Yeah, that would have been nice. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to see, you know, Clark and Lois, you know, Erica Durant, who already plays, you know, Supergirl's mom in this show. Yeah. You know, so so that's an easy get. And it was, you know, nice to see Tom Welling. Um, but that would have been a nice trifecta to see, like, mm -hmm. Lex too, you know, have them have this, you know, one last little conversation. Um, but the scene that they had with this current Lex was fucking great, too. You know, mm -hmm. you know the cherry on the top. If they had my um, Tom Welling just put on the Superman costume just once, you know, during the his his crisis cameo. Yeah, I, I wanted that, but I like the tribute that that he did, and he's retired, get rid of his powers, become a um, a father, a farmer back in his uh, back in Smallville. You know, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. And it was kind of interesting because in that episode, didn't they say something about like him having two daughters? Yeah, he had a couple yeah, of daughters and stuff. Kids, yeah, this will kind of play into something later on. So, 
it is nice just nice to to you know basically a nice send-off for that version of that character you know basically mm-hmm. like you, you could see like how his wife i mean how his life like ended up you know he just wound up happy you know married lois mm-hmm. had kids he's on the farm you know um living you know normal life like uh, i guess he always wanted so um you know so pretty cool um but yeah i mean it would have been nice to get rosenbaum but you know oh well whatever you know but this version of lex is is pretty incredible <laughs> yeah yeah oh, yeah I, I love this version basically like i was telling darius to be honest i was like he's actually one of my favorite ones i was like it's been a long time since you've seen especially like not seeing this uh, uh him play this type of character and then once he plays this lex luther character you're just like dude like i did not expect this and uh, beth and i watch supergirl stuff like that we watch the cw stuff together mm-hmm. and just seeing him portray this like as the way he was actually meant to be portrayed, like it just it boggles our minds. That, you know, that I think they're probably listening to fans now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's it's incredible fan service. I mean, just like D said, I mean to see Lex in his fucking green and purple armor and shit like that, like that, mm-hmm. fucking, like straight out the comic books, and that's Silver Age shit. You know, because mm-hmm. you you didn't really get that like in a lot of the modern age of books. I did until recently, you know, but um. Yeah, so I mean, so they basically got the monitor to not do his experiment, but it looked like a, that didn't work because, as the anti monitor explained, you know, in the multiverse, there's always going to be a Marno Vu that can't resist, you know, that time travel experiment and go back in time. That that raises a whole bunch of other questions, too, you know, but, um, Cause it's like okay so if there's multiple versions of the monitor so that means even if they defeat this anti-monitor wouldn't there be like another version of him you mm-hmm. know like so it's uh, you're not i guess you're just not supposed to think too deep into it you know um but they're <laughs> but they're basically so the paragons basically all get transported they all um uh like i said they were lost in the, in the speed force but basically you know flash finds uh he finds batwoman he finds sarah um he finds oliver they all wind up be, uh being transported to the dawn of time for the final showdown with the monitor and the anti-monitor and uh so they're facing off against the shadow demons it's like it's weird because you know sarah's human ryan Choi is human the rest of them like our powers um you know what i'm saying but it's, so it's like i don't know like it was just again this is a fight that you wish they would have had more money to kind of go bigger scale mm-hmm. maybe make it look better um so very similar to the first episode the heroes were just facing off against the shadow demons and ryan mm-hmm. was holding his own even though he's just supposed to be like a regular guy so you know you would think he would you know what, what? What's it take to take out a shadow demon? Like I don't. It know. was it was pretty funny watching that whole entire that whole entire fight scene because you see them like all these heroes like sh- shooting blasts out of their eyes out of their hands, and you see Ryan Choi over there like pimp slapping the hell out of like you know a shadow <laughs> demon. You're like what? Yeah, I, I guess we have to assume that I guess since they're considered like maybe paragons, maybe it just gave him something that was able to take those things out. Like, I don't know, you know, that maybe it, maybe it was the power of the beard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, so they're at the dawn of time. Oliver is facing down with the anti monitor and uh, basically trying to take him out. And they said the Paragons would know what to do when the time was right. But basically, you know, Oliver as a specter used his power to basically cause the big bang and create 
a new universe. Um, initially, I didn't know if it was going to be one universe. I, as we got to the end, we found out it's still a multiverse. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, so Oliver uses his power, I guess, to basically spark the Big Bang. The Paragons, uh, each of them representing, you know, like love, honor, you know, courage, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, all, yep, all seven of them you know, basically, you know, each of them were paragon. Like you said, hope, truth, love, courage. Um, they were used their powers as those paragons to basically help jumpstart the universe. And, uh, and then boom, it was like, we woke up. I think well, who was a car woke up. She woke up in her apartment and was like, Hey, like what's going on? We saw all of, Oh no. Well, let's not skip ahead. I'm skipping ahead right there. Yeah. 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 yeah they, <laughs> they jumped, they jump started the universe. It looked like, I guess Oliver apparently destroyed the anti-monitor, but again, just like in the first episode, it appears that Oliver has died again. Like he's really gone now. Mm -hmm. Um, basically using all his power, um, to start this new multiverse. Um, but, it looks like he didn't survive. So, um, you know, he's with Sarah and Barry and, um, you know, he dies again, you know, at the dawn of time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, send off for the character again. We knew that arrow, you know, this is arrow actually has a shortened last season. I believe it's season eight. And, um, you know, they didn't get a full season. You know, it was going to end. They gave them this final, this final run of episodes just to sort of wrap things up. So we kind of knew, you know, Oliver was going to die. It was hinted at in the Elseworlds crossover. You know, last year, you know, Oliver made a bargain with the Monitor because, you know, uh, Kara and Barry were destined to die and mm -hmm. he saved their life. So it was like a life for a life. Um, you know, so what do you guys think, man? Fucking, I mean, no better way for this dude to go out, I mean, than to basically save the fucking multiverse, you know? I, I mean, fitting into the character. I, I guess, you know, and incredible to think that for the way Arrow started being so grounded and street based and everything. And look at this, like, look at where the fuck we're at. You know, what do you guys it's think? Typical DC fashion, you know, like for a character to be grounded, you know, just like Batman was a grounded character. And then, you know, now Batman saved the universe and. And did so many grandiose adventures with like characters like Aquaman, Superman, Wonder Woman, etc. So that I think it was in the fine fame fashion that Oliver goes out like that, because you also know that you know this character character that in our verse with Oliver, he was not going to go out in in the sun sunset happy. It's hmm. going to be end and in a sad nose making that ultimate sacrifice because all the seasons in Arrow, he was tormented by all the decisions that had he made, good and bad, betraying people's trust, you know, mm -hmm. doing the ultimate thing, things that he had to do to save Star City. So of course in this version and this ending, he sacrificed everything that's his himself to make his daughter live everybody that he really loved to live on you know so i think it's great but also within the side you know that would we also know that there's still the multiverse so there's still a chance for oliver to live on in one of these multiple universes that they have yep so okay yep very true very true and, uh, so like i had a little point i wanted to make about 
<clears throat> so that fight between the anti-monitor and Oliver, like when you first start seeing them fighting, like fighting, you're like, okay, cool. This is about to go down. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's it. Like, and then he creates the multiverse. Like, like I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a, like just because the way they built the character up over the years of him being a badass fighter. And then basically they just shot beams at one another. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, bam. And then uh, I, like, at, like I was a little disappointed in that, but it, it really, I mean, you know what I mean? Do you kind of get what I'm saying about that? Yeah. No, I, 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 de I definitely do. Like it, that <clears throat> is again, one of the limitations of their budget and this being like a television show, yeah. um, you know, the, the, again, the fight with the, the Paragon's fight with the shadow demons. I mean, some of those scenes mm -hmm. were cool, you know, like when you saw Kara with the heat vision and, you know, like some of it looked okay, but for the majority of it, like it just, it didn't have that grand scale look that you would expect of something like this, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, again, like you said yeah it basically oliver and the anti-monitor basically just holding each other like a like in a like in a wrestling hold you <laughs> like know, a like, big bro hug or yeah, something like that yeah they were just basically <laughs> ho holding when each I other with the energy around them so it wasn't it, it wasn't like a battle battle where you're seeing like yeah. the specter fucking crashing into like a fucking mountain and he's fucking blasting mm -hmm. the, the anti-monitor and, he, and he's getting shot up and fucking and into the ground and you're seeing all the debris like that's what you would hope and expect to see but you're yeah. not going to get that like with this type of tv show oh yeah you know? yeah i mean I, I mean it was definitely uh i would well, I wouldn't say I was necessarily disappointed. I'm just like, okay, like, yeah, you know, I figured with the way that they were going in like the last two episodes, like it would have been a little more, but you, want, yeah. you know, uh, but for the most part, like you said about the budget, like it, I think it turned out pretty well the way they did it. I yeah. mean, you, they did a nice send off for the character. I mean, he was good at what he was. I know a lot of people we know haven't really stayed on because of those couple seasons it got kind of slow for a couple yeah of, yeah you know, the quality but, dipped you know yeah it dipped for a little while and then it kind of came back up and um you know we kind of stuck with it and then that's where we're here now yeah i mean you know so i mean that aside again you know limitations I, i'm the type like i'll overlook mm -hmm. it because i i know the deal but that i definitely wanted all this to look better for sure you know it is and again because of how massive and you know the story is you know i guess they did the best they could but i definitely wished it would have looked better because it, it almost does come across as underwhelming because you're expecting like something like just major you know you, you see these movies like you know you watch something like endgame and we can't compare those things you know mm -hmm. what I'm but you know but when you get you know bombarded with visuals like that and then you watch something like this it, it's it's not gonna hold the candle so, you yeah, know there, there was just everything happening so fast yeah I, I you know just the way the episode worked it it worked out pretty good yeah you give credit to to cw the budget gets get bigger every year you know mm -hmm. for them to do certain things so yeah you know five ten, five six years ago it was horrible with their with their effects but now it's getting better it's getting better yeah and for that kind of scale of a project that they're trying to accomplish i think they did a good job yeah, I mean, like I said, like I, I'll overlook it. You know, it's not going to be big budget movie like, but for what they were able to do with a television budget, um, you got to you got to look at it in that regard and then see it as impressive, like in that light, you know. So, um, and they even like said they that they saved a lot, most of the budget for this crossover, basically to do like the characters to get the extra characters that you saw, you know. So, 
um you know it was a trade-off but i mean really somber scene you know oliver dying again and, and you know what what is you know in his friend's arms basically i thought it was really emotional it was nice you know and uh and like you said d like a, a proper send-off to this character he's he's done a lot of bad things you know like the early seasons of arrow and even more recent ones you know he's killing you know killing people or whatever but everything he was doing was you know to save his city, as he said. And what do you guys think of the line, though? He, you know, you failed this universe. I thought that was a little like, <laughs> hey, you're pushing yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pushing it. That was always his line, though. That like, was his like, line, little catchphrase, yeah. you know. But like, <laughs> it was, it was kind of funny. But you're like, okay, that was a little cheesy, but yeah, yeah. You know, I, I can kind of understand. I'll let that slide just because, because yeah, yeah. it was his line, you know. But uh, yeah, you have failed this universe, <laughs> especially with that new voice. He had like the uh, the Batman like changed voice like, <laughs> apparatus or something, you know. Oh my god, you know, so funny. So yeah, so Ali dead, and uh, so waking up, you know, they're in a newly recreated universe, and uh, basically the Paragons discovered that they're the only ones who remember, you know, Crisis, and there being like an Earth thirty eight and whatnot. Um, it was interesting to see the reactions because you know only the Paragons knew what happened until you know John was able to restore the memories of you know people like Cisco and and uh, you know and some of the secondary characters that weren't you know at the dawn of time. So basically, it was established that you know the only the paragons, the seven paragons, remembered um, everything that happened pre-crisis. And in this reborn universe, as they saw, you know, we saw Kara facing off with one of uh, Flash's enemies. You know, Weather Witch, yeah. I think they called herself. Yeah, yeah, that was her. You know, mm -hmm. and um, she's like, "Who are you?" And and you know, Weather Witch seemed to recognize Kara, but uh, and the Flash like came in and he's like, "Sorry, that's one of mine's." And she, you know, she was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what are you doing? Talking about this is my universe. And uh, we got the Marv Wolfman cameo. He was, cameo. Mm -hmm. he was the, the writer of the original story. Uh, he asked Supergirl and Flash for their autograph. And he told them that basically they've always been working together. Like when they asked. So come to find out, you know, now, you know, since the crisis, you know, things have changed. Uh, we also saw at the DEO, uh, Lex was getting a reward, like what was Nobel Peace mm -hmm. Prize or something. And Carl yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? And, every, and, <laughs> and, and even Alex was like, he's Lex Luthor. I mean, he's the greatest and, you know, and he's their <laughs> boss. So you're seeing changes here in this new new universe that I guess as you watch the shows, as they continue to progress, I'm sure there's going to be more reveals of things that mm -hmm. are different because um, this is basically now like a new reality. So basically this is like flashpoint times fucking 10, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, Barry, you know, as much as they got his ass for fucking running back in time, he saved his mom, you know, creating flashpoint. So when he run, ran back and try to put things back to the way they were things weren't quite the same um you know a lot of things were bad i love that season of the flash by the way too like mm -hmm. it was a very very dark season that was the sabotage oh, yeah. you know but um you know but now it's like things are different this is a new universe you know if if kara and Bar and barry and so basically earth 38 black lightning's universe 
also um, established as a different Earth, whatever Earth number that was. It's all they're all in the same universe now. All mm -hmm. these main Arrowverse characters. So great way to streamline it because I thought you know it was sort of like a little cumbersome, you know, being that since Supergirl didn't start on the CW network, it wound up putting those characters in a separate universe. Um, it always not really a problem for them, but they always had to explain that away of how these characters got together. Uh, you know, them being from parallel worlds. So now I think it just makes it a whole lot easier for them to be able to even just make quick little guest appearances or cameos in each other's shows. Like, do you guys see potential for that? Like now moving forward? Yeah, one of the things I was thinking right now with Lex Luthor being this lovable character in the eyes of the public, it took me back to public enemies mm. when Lex Luthor ran for president and he was doing a whole bunch of corrupted shit with mm. behind it behind the scenes. And that Superman and Batman teamed up to try to overthrow him and stop him. And then how uh, Lex Luthor was using the government resources to try to track down Batman's identity and stop them, um, actually stopping Gotham City getting um, funds after um, No Man's Land. Yeah. When, when they had the earth earthquake and everything like that. And then he put in a state of emergency, but he wouldn't get no funding for Gotham City. That Bruce Wayne had to use all his money to rebuild Gotham City. So I'm thinking that may gonna happen, but we said about Batman and Superman, it would be Supergirl and Batwoman will probably do that kind of the yeah. role, find this team up and stuff like that. Yep. So, but I think there's gonna be so many um, possibilities with all these team ups, like Brave and the Bold, and you know, uh, World's Finest, and then maybe the next crossover, maybe Zero Zero Hour. So it's a lot of things that you can it, it can touch into. Yeah, yeah. I really like the fact that it fixes. Like it always felt weird that you know in this main Earth One like Arrowverse, like apparently Superman didn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Like they mm -hmm. they didn't have him there, uh, and to have him in this different universe, like they just didn't seem right. It's like these characters should all be together. So um, the new Earth has been newly dubbed Earth Prime. So yeah. in the comic, in the comic books, it was a little bit different. Earth Prime was actually supposed to be our Earth, like this mm -hmm. real world where all mm -hmm. these characters existed as they do now in comic books in media and stuff mm -hmm. like that um mm -hmm. so they switched it up a little bit different here so no longer earth one earth prime is now an amalgam of earth one earth 38 mm -hmm. and whatever number um black lightning's uh universe was designated so it's awesome so now they're basically all here it's all one universe uh they're all together and um i'm i'm assuming it's just gonna make these team-ups between these shows in the future just a whole lot easier it's just a, a whole lot less complicated i guess we could say and the multiverse still exists because of course there's still other media out there they still mm -hmm. established that titans is on its own earth the doom patrol yep. is on another earth yep. um and even though you know Doom Patrol, I think, had a episode of Titans, I think, in season one where they introduced them. Uh, yeah. their, their portrayal in that episode was sort of different 
um, mm-hmm. than the portrayal in their own series. So that explains why the Doom Patrol and the Titans characters are on separate Earths as they showed them, like here. And um, and wasn't it awesome to see like the the Brandon Rouse Superman? You know, you see yes. him getting that little send off at the end, still on <laughs> oh. Earth ninety six. We see, thought I he- have a theory about that. Yeah, we were both discussing yeah. this uh, like a week ago when we finally watched it. And both, like, it was kind of funny. I was sitting there and I was watching this and I paused it and I started telling Darius about all of this. And he's like, hold that thought, wait till the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, oh, yep. And then Darius and I came up with the same theory of what we think is going to happen. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, So my theory is because that we have Raymond Choi as a paragon. And I think at some point he's going to take over as the Adam. Because just like in the comic books, because he was the new Adam. Mm-hmm. And I think Brandon Roth will at some point reprise his role as Superman. As a one shot, a special, a limited series or something. Because, you know, his portrayal of Superman is so great. I think, you know, he deserves another shot at it. Yeah, he definitely didn't get his due with Superman Returns, you know. Um you know the movie didn't do too well so and then of course they rebooted it with man of steel back in 2013. Mm-hmm. so he he got vindication here like with this series yes. he was able to replay the role and i i think unanimously everybody across the board loved it loved it mm-hmm. crossover. well like one of the theories i was telling darius that i had about the whole brandon Ralph thing is that you know what if this henry caval thing doesn't end up working out like you know, what if they ended up bringing Brandon Routh back as Superman with the whole, um, uh, the new Batman stuff they got going on with the younger Batman and all that? Because they'd be close in age roughly about that time. Mm. Um, so we were kind of talking about that. And I was like, what if that they'd ended up doing that? And I was like, oh, you know, it, it could, it could happen. It couldn't, you never know. But like, there was just way too many signs that they were going to, they were going to bring him back as Superman. So, yeah, I'm hearing rumblings that because of the fan, um, because of the fan praise, like behind the portrayal, that uh, they're almost like pushing for him to get a, a show, like on the CW, like portraying that version of Superman. Um, yeah. Even though we got this Superman and Lois show that's supposed to be starting in the fall, you know, played mm-hmm. by you know Superman being played by Tyler, I think Hawkland is how you pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, here, uh, you know, from the Arrowverse. I mean, I like his version of Superman too. Like from the when he first appeared in the the second season of Supergirl, like in the premiere, and then he sort of like guest starred in a few episodes here and there. Um, I was like, man, that's awesome! Just the fact that we got Superman in this television form, mm-hmm. and um, and every time they showed him here and had him by for like a team up. I've like liked the guy more and more, um, but then when you do see him like next to Brandon Ralph, though, you're like, wow, who's <laughs> him? Like yeah. Brandon Ralph, like he's bigger. He got like, and he did like was working out. Uh, oh yeah, dude, he got cocked diesel role. again for that. He got diesel, yeah, and you could see it like him. The sh- they got pictures, promotional photos of him in the costume, and even just here seeing it like on the show, you could see he was built. So. Yeah. And he's yeah. way taller than Tyler. Yeah, he's probably good. What, good yeah. I think what like six a good inches, five, six inches right tall here. or something. Yeah, he's got yeah. the height on him. He's got the height on him too. <laughs> you know, so who knows? Like you know, who knows where they'll go in the future? Because I mean, again, I hope they, they bring him back. 
yeah, they, they've established the multiverse here and, you know, it's, it's always an option, you know what I'm saying? And, and you guys are definitely right. I think about Ryan, um, he pr probably will wind up being the new Adam because, uh, this is, uh, Brandon's last season on legends of tomorrow. He's moving on. They've already announced mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so the Ray Palmer character, we don't know what's going to end up, you know, being the final fate of his character. We'll find that out, I guess, you know, once legends wraps up, but. Mm -hmm. uh we definitely know that the that the actor is gone you know so they're gonna wrap up that character story arc and uh and we'll definitely get a new adam so whether he moves on to you know doing new films or other television or whatever you know maybe that's always a possibility you know throw enough money at him if there's enough interest uh maybe they'll go that route and uh, that would be incredible if he would get another shot like in movie form um, but at least maybe the option is there for maybe the CW doing something with him, like in the future. You know yeah, that I, I agree. Um, yeah. I think his portrayal of Superman is going to return was pretty good, and I don't blame him for the the bomb of the movie. I blame Kevin Spacey's character as Lex Luthor, and I blame the storyline because it just didn't make sense with that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, you know. They wanted it to be like a like a almost like a continuation off Superman like one and two, but then you it know, but, flat. but yeah, it, but it tried to be like its own thing, and I don't know, yeah, it just it was just weird. It was just weird. But um, with his grand scheme was to make more land so you could sell it, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you see the way the land looks. So how you how are you gonna convert all that? You know, it was stupid. It was fucking stupid. And I think my cousin said as we were going back and forth, like we were mentioned earlier about like Lex and the different portrayals. He was like, I think we could all agree that Kevin Spacey was the worst. worst yes. <laughs> And you know, despite all the shit that he's going through now, whatever, all that aside, his betrayal mm -hmm. was the worst. So, um, you know, well, getting back to the story. So basically, that you know, um, John goes around, he restores everybody's memories, uh, basically that weren't on in the know about crisis. So basically, all the supporting characters, like you know, Caitlin, Cisco, they know, you know, I guess characters like. You know, even though we didn't see her in the crossover, I assume, you know, Iris and everybody, everybody, I guess, from the inner circle of all these shows would know basically what happened prior to this crisis. So, um, but Nash Wells discovers he's getting anti-monitor, you know, anti-matter readings on uh, his device, his wrist device. So apparently the anti-monitor is not dead. So basically the scientists come up with some sort of like a, like a device to shrink them, right? Ryan Choi came up with the idea of sort of <laughs> trapping the anti-monitor in, I guess, what he called the microverse, you know, um, mm -hmm. You know, Ray was calling it the Atom verse. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. like Microverse is better, but there might be, you know, copyright, you know, issues with that or something like that, which was funny. I think Microverse is something, it's like a term that comes from Marvel or something. I'm not sure DC could use it. No, like, DC has a DC, version yeah. of the Microverse. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, so that was kind of interesting. And and that was another thing, like, like, um, Jason, like you mentioned with this last fight in the last episode, I sort of felt underwhelmed here with this fight. Uh, you know, you thought, you know, the anti-monitor was done. We saw the characters, you know, searching, you know, since they were on this new earth, they thought maybe Oliver might've been restored. They discovered that he was still dead, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I loved it. Uh, you know, also when Diggle was talking to Sarah about that, cause he was like, man, he, like, he basically, he died twice and I wasn't there for him, but like both times you saw like, kind of like the pain that character was feeling, you know, cause that's mm -hmm. his brother considered Oliver a brother, you know? 
Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. You know, so um, you know, but the anti monitor comes back and it's like fuck. So he's like, you know, Oliver sacrificed himself, created this new new universe. So, you know, great, but shit, like, did it was it all for nothing? You know, because the anti monitor is still around. So, uh, but basically, they come up with that device. Hopefully, you know, it works, which of course we know it does. <laughs> so, um, mm-hmm. the, you know, so they get attacked by shadow demons. They basically, again, one, f- one more final confrontation with the anti monitor. Um, the device works. It looked like at a point there, almost like the, in the comic books, right? Like they looked like Supergirl was going to sacrifice herself, but, you know, Ray came in, you know, just in the nick of time, handed Supergirl the device and she threw it at the anti-monitor which basically shrunk them into the microverse and defeated them so then they got their final victory and again like it just seemed to wrap up like a little bit too quick you know anti-monitor kind of grew like real big and huge but again the limited you know effects and whatever it sort of looked a little like eh you know um but again i'm able to overlook that stuff you know and appreciate like the story like that they were trying to tell and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so you know they get their final victory man and then you know boom so we you know they basically have their last little tribute to oliver they're in that warehouse that they used uh during that invasion crossover from like a couple of years ago you guys remember that one Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was that was a really good one i dug that one and um you know so and you know so they basically you know one last final tribute to oliver they had his suit uh, you know encased in the glass display and um they all said you know cara sarah and barry said some final words you know some of those ar- other characters didn't really know him as well um but you know you see superman black lightning who was it sarah barry um cara uh black woman you know, Batwoman, you know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. we, we have the Justice League assembled, man. They they were in that warehouse. We saw from that invasion crossover, like the the outside of it, it did look like the whole of Justice, Justice yeah. you know what I'm saying? Which is a callback from the old, you know, Super Friends show back in the day. And, uh, and you know, as they did their final tribute to Oliver, Barry walked them over and unveiled uh, the official, like, table of the Justice League, uh, you know, with a chair for each of them. And mm-hmm. it was it was awesome because they had one there for Oliver, like, as well, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, with his logo on it. You know, they all sit down. You see them smiling. You know, it's awesome. And it's fucking awesome, like, just to see them all together, too. So, you know, yeah. Superman's there. Batwoman's there. Barry's there, you know. So, you know, we know it should be, you know, Aquaman. It should be Batman. It should be you know, some of the other Maybe major heroes. Hopefully, at some point, mm-hmm. you know. Hopefully, but you know, but for the heroes that they've introduced in this Arrowverse, I mean, pretty incredible that we've actually gotten to hear like after all these years. Okay, guys, another quick timeout so I can invite you all to the Cool Table. Please pull up a chair. The Cool Table is a podcast hub for like-minded content and shows, including favorites like Enter the Realm, Breaking the Mold, Nerd Rage Radio, Stasis Lock, Shattercast Uncut, Toy Detox, Building Up to It, Fresh Communication, Beer and Bolters 40K, and this very show, Verbally Challenged. You can find and like the Cool Table page on Facebook to stay up to date with all the latest content. Subscribe to all these shows on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast apps. Join the Cool Table today so it looks like the justice league's official you know what i'm saying right yeah yeah how awesome was that and then you saw the little thing at the end like the what was it bleak gleek or something bleak, like yeah, that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, 
you know, that's from the the Super Friends also, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Sarah was like, oh, it looks like we got to call pest control or something. <laughs> but it, it's great because it's like, dude, are they getting ready to do like the, the, the live action version of like the Super Friends now? Like just changed up a little bit. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, pretty awesome, man. I think the crossover again, despite again, some of the shortcomings with the effects budget and whatnot, I think just the grand scale of a story that they told overall between these five episodes and, and the hell of a new status quo, I guess, for all these shows moving <clears> forward. <throat> um, again, I haven't watched any of the episodes that have, uh, happened like since then, but, um, I've, you know, heard a couple of things about each one and they're basically showing the differences of this new universe in each one of the shows. So going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward, um, seeing what they're going to do with all these characters moving forward. And then um, I heard like, you know, for next year's crossover, because, you know, it's going to happen. I heard they're actually going to go like a lot smaller, like it's not going to be as grand in scale. So I, I think they're going to pull things back a little bit. Um, I even like it might even just be between like maybe Supergirl and the Flash. Like it's not going to be like some like whole major thing where all these major characters are like pulled into it. So um, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. But uh, what did you guys think? What was What's your final take on this whole five-part crossover? How did you think they did? I think they did good. I, I Like I said, I had a lot of fun watching it, especially just the, um, the nostalgia factor, watching these cameos of the old shows, being part of the DC universe one more time. And like it, one of my heartbreaking moments when the flash from the nineties died, you know, because that was my favorite mm-hmm. DC show from out of everything that they did. And then that scene just maybe choked up a little bit because it's like, mm-hmm. that was my flash, you know? Yeah. He died, you know, like, ah, uh, and was like, it, wasn't it great how they gave you that little flash of him? Yeah. Too, the quick flashback, you know? Uh, yeah, that was good. Me and Jason had talked about it. You weren't with us when we talked yeah. about that, but that, and that was a great way also. Like, again, like the way we, this was in two parts, I sort of would just wish it was all together, but um, I mean, so much that was going on, like the flash was prophesized to die. And and mm-hmm. like you said, um, that was sort of the loophole. You know, they killed the 1990 version of the flash, you know, with John Wesley's ship. Um, and, and I'm with you right there, D. That was my flash. I was a kid when that show was out yeah. and I loved it. I loved it, you know, so to even see that character sort of get a send off after so many years, similar in a way to the Brandon Ralph Superman character. Like, it's like, sure. fucking who would have ever fucking thought, right? Like, who would ever fucking thought we'd be seeing something like this? And that's the true, like, essence of it to me is like, despite the, the shortcomings of the effects and whatever, and however you might feel about the teen angst or whatever of, of these superhero shows on the CW, um, just the fact that you got to see shit like that, Brandon Ralph Superman, this future version of Kevin Conroy playing a live action future version of, of Bruce yeah. Wayne, you know, seeing, you know, like the Birds of Prey cameo, the Titans cameo, the the Burt Ward cameo, like all the other little cameos and, and little things that Ezra Miller, you know, major 
fucking cameo that they did. Yeah. Just all those, um, little, all those little things they did to tie it all together. That's Con- what Constantine with Lucifer. Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Con- blew yeah. my mind. Yeah, that Lucifer like, oh, one shit. got me. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> fucking crazy. Like, just basically what they did. You know, like, they didn't have to do that. Like, some of these things they didn't have to do. Like, you didn't have to get that small bill. You didn't need that quick little 30 seconds to see the birds of prey and seeing that huntress get, like, wiped out. Like, you didn't need to see yeah. that. But they did it, like, just to show, like, yo, it all fucking counts. It all fucking counts, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and that's what's awesome about it, you know? And that's what I think is the the major success of this crossover, you know what I'm saying? Like, say what you want about it. You know, it wasn't all perfect, you know, again, um, before what they were able to do, you know, with their budget and whatnot, um, you know, I, I thought it was pretty awesome, you know? And it paid off a storyline that happened, you know, since the very first episode of The Flash. Like, if you guys... Mm-hmm. Watch the flash from the beginning, the very end of that very first pilot episode. Um, we see Harrison Wells in the time vault in Star Labs, mm-hmm. and he brings up the newspaper, and it's a paper. The original date was 2024. So hinting that they were like leading towards a 10-year storyline, because that was back in 2014 when the flash mm-hmm. started. And and it had the headline, you know, flash missing, vanishes in crisis. They teased it from 2014. Yeah. You know, so yeah. to pay so to pay it off here, you know. You know, in the very beginning of 2020, um, pretty fucking incredible, man. Like, uh, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I dug it. I'm a fan of these shows. You know, again, mm-hmm. they're not they're not perfect, but they're it's superheroes on television. So, you know, I'm enjoying it. And uh, and for a big storyline like this, um, I thought they did a, a pretty good job for what they had to work with. What do you think, Chase? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, like I said, we've been following it. I mean, I started out watching Smallville years ago. And then I was kind of disappointed for a couple of years. They didn't really have too much. And then all of a sudden, bam, they dropped arrow and you're just like, okay, let's get into this. And then they're like, okay, you know, I, I can kind of see this happening. And then, uh, <clears throat> you know, I just kind of kept with it. Cause I know like with some of these shows, you know, being a fan and all that, it, it, it gets you into it. You want to see more, you want to hear more like, Oh, are they going to do just like the comics or are they just going to try to do something different? And, you know, all in all, I mean, yeah, some people don't like it, but you know, to me, I mean, I loved it over the years just watching all these shows. I mean, like you said, it's not perfect by any way, but you know what? Like, it it, it was good for what it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and and again, like I I mentioned with the. You know, with the advent of the Flash show and some of the storylines they've given us, again, these are some storylines I'd never thought I'd see on television. You know, so mm-hmm. um, for that alone is is a reason for me like to keep watching. You know, and like unless it just gets so unbearably bad, it's just I can't. You know, but um, like you know, Cicada almost did it for me, like with the Flash. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> fucking Cicada was fucking terrible. Um, I'm glad. I'm sort of like the way they kind of looped like Eobarthon is sort of like the sort of like the backup big bad of the season you know he was in jail mm-hmm. and shit but uh fucking I'm like why the fuck is are they having such an issue with this dude that should just be a fucking one episode fucking villain like I, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't take <laughs> yeah, that shit yeah I agree I could not take Cicada yo that was fucking bad um yeah so i mean what do you think they're gonna do now like now that arrow is wrapping up they um i haven't watched the the episode that came out after crisis but they use that sort of like as a backdoor pilot uh for what they're hoping to be a series that gets picked up by the cw um 
you know, Green Arrow and the Canaries. Uh, so it's going to star Oliver's daughter, Mia, and, um, you know, Laurel and, uh, and Dinah. You know what I'm saying? As as the canaries, the two black canaries. Uh, what do you think? Like, it, did you guys see that episode? And what do you think of even just that concept? Do you think that's something that might happen in the future? I watched that episode the other night, and it was fine. My issue with it, it kind of reminds me of Birds of Prey a little bit. You know? oh. So, and that didn't have a great success, you know. So, but then if it's it's built up within the Arrow universe, so it may have a um, it may work. And also it has a little bit of feels like Batman Beyond because mm-hmm. it takes place 20 years in the future. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I would like to see like future characters that they may take on, like, you know, if Barry is going to be in or, or maybe Supergirl show up in her, you know, because, you know, if it takes place 20 years, I like to see them explain the other characters, especially since it's supposed to be a post-crisis universe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it might be interesting. And, and I got to watch it. Like, I'm definitely looking forward to watching it because, like, I was like, oh, wait, like, how are they going to explain this? Because I think, because it, it, like you said, it takes place in the future. But I think Laurel and Dinah, it's supposed to be their current young versions, right? Not their older versions, right? Am I right or am mm-hmm. I wrong about that? It's the older versions. Because, oh, um, okay. Because I don't want to give it away because this is 2020. No, this is 2040. And so Diana is retired and she's not a cop anymore. She has a bar, you know, but I don't want to give her any more spoilers. Okay. But, um, okay. I thought, cause but, I thought, I thought I read somewhere that it was like their current versions, but like with Mia in the future. And I'm like, oh, okay. Looks like how no. the fuck they're going to explain that. Yeah. No, <laughs> All right. All right. So, all right. So I'll check that out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I guess we'll see if that series gets picked up to order, you know, so that's a possibility, but that's, they're sort of using, they use that episode of Arrow uh, as a backdoor pilot. And then, you know, the last Arrow episode, you know, eight, uh, you know, season eight, episode 10 um, is it, that's the series finale. And, uh, yeah. and I know they're going to have like Oliver's funeral there. And I guess they'll, I guess just wrap up any lingering storylines. Like I know Felicity is supposed to be coming back and uh, I know Mm -hmm. Barry and a couple other like characters are going to be making appearances as well. So I guess we'll see how they wrap that all up. Um, What do you guys think uh, also real quick about the, the Superman show that's supposed to be starting in the fall. I think it's supposed to be called Superman and Lois Lois, and and it's supposed to follow him. And now we heard in this, uh, the final episode of crisis that he's got not one son, he's got sons. So that's yeah, that's the yeah. difference. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had John uh, with Lois, as we saw in the first episode of Crisis, but now it looks like he's got two kids. Oh, and that's another thing. I love that they brought Sarah back. Diggle's kid. You saw that? Yes. Did you guys yeah, see that? Dude. That was awesome. That was fucking awesome because, you know, that was a major thing with Flashpoint. You oh, know, yeah. Barry, when he, you know, reset the timeline, you know, the wrinkle effect of that was that Diggle, he had a daughter that he named Sarah after Sarah that died. Of course, mm-hmm. she came back, you know, but then we saw because the Flashpoint is it erased Sarah, uh, Sarah from existence and it turns her into a boy. 
and so john mm -hmm. jr you yep. know yep. so and that was like a kind of like a little major little sticking point like with diggle and lila like when they actually found out i think that was actually during the invasion crossover mm -hmm. and, and um and it was like a thing the point of contention i guess between them and barry and you know but of course to those characters they didn't realize it um to them it, john was all they knew um, but once they found out they had a girl, they were like, man, you know, they, they felt bad about it. And it was nice to see that mistake get corrected. So John, mm. John is there, but also Sarah. So they also yep. have two yep. kids, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like they sacrifice one for the other, like both kids are there. I thought that was awesome. You know? Well, something else to kind of talk about John Diggle, like everybody, uh, for the last couple of years, they've been teasing about him possibly being Green Lantern mm -hmm. and they were actually talking about it. Um, if you actually go back and look, uh, you know, Ernie Hudson, who played his father, um, on one of the, was it one of the earlier episodes, his actually name was, his last name was Stuart on his fatigues. Mm. And so they've been teasing that stuff over the years. And apparently we'll find out, <clears throat> um, cause basically, uh, the, the actor who plays him, what was his name? I can't remember. But anyway, so the guy who plays um, Diggle, David he Ramsey, said, I think yeah, David Ramsey, that's right. Mm -hmm. He, uh, they basically said, we'll find out the answer about Green Lantern, like I guess, on the next episode or something. So. Oh, that'll be sweet, yeah, because Arrow's ending, <clears throat> so now it leaves like that character into question. Like we don't know mm -hmm. if some of these characters will get moved to other shows, or yeah. you know, or if we maybe you know. It, show doesn't exist anymore but maybe in future crossovers we'll see the characters like again just you know show up and make a cameo yeah. but um it, yeah it was hinted like um also in elseworlds like uh when we saw john was the john wesley ship version of the flash mm -hmm. and he saw diggle he was like you're not wearing your ring you know <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's another tease like they've always been teasing diggle to be a version of uh of green lantern well like the other tease at the end of the whole um crisis remember at the end of the episodes and everything they were uh they showed like all the different worlds at the end remember that yeah they showed yep they showed the green lantern oh, they showed uh, the green lantern they, showed, oh, uh, mm -hmm. they saw the the the, um, the big star battery girl saw, oh, uh, yeah. star girl and earth 2 that's gonna be a new show coming on yep. the cw a little bit mm -hmm. later on in the spring um you know so they showed swamp thing you know even though that show got canceled you saw him sitting there I think uh, they'll probably end up bringing it back because that show was pretty darn good. Yeah, it sucks. They didn't even really give that one a chance, you know. Have you seen that yet? It's pretty good. I saw you the first it? couple episodes. Yeah, I was I was digging it. I, I got to finish it. I got to finish that up, you know, so the multiverse still exists. So still the possibility for some of these other characters to make appearances on future episodes, you know, who knows, maybe like you guys said, which a theory, hopefully it turns out to be true and we might get some sort of version of Brandon Routh again as Superman. And, uh, and again, we got, you know, the Superman and Lois show to look forward to in the fall. And, uh, and then of course, you know, black lightning legends of tomorrow, I think has been renewed. The flash has been renewed for another season. So those shows aren't going anywhere anytime soon. You yeah, know, they, they renewed all the shows that, uh, uh, what was it? They renewed everything except, uh, arrow, which they even said that they even pulled, uh, what was it? The pilot and some other stuff or mm -hmm. the canaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, they, they already announced because remember a few years ago, we had all these writer strikes. Yep. 
and this is about the time of year when it happened. What was it like 10 years ago or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. And they were, there's been like rumblings about these writer strikes possibly happening again. So they've been, uh, a bunch of different stuff has been canceled left and right. And then a bunch of new stuff's been ordered. You know what I mean? So we yeah. got to keep an eye on that. All right. Yep. We'll keep our eye on that, you know, moving forward. So, you know, we'll see what happens. And uh, all right, guys, really appreciate you hanging out with me here, wrapping this up. Uh, seems like we all enjoyed it. You know, we're, we seem to be all fans of this Arrowverse, you know what I'm saying? So um going to really enjoy to see how everything, you know, you know, goes moving forward, you know, looking forward to see, you know, Supergirl looks like it's going to be the one, maybe Supergirl and the Flash uh, seems to be the one that's going to have the most major changes. I think, you know, Batgirl, oh, I'm sorry, Batwoman. Uh, it, I, I read the synopsis of the episode. It seems like some things, it's mostly status quo, but there, there's a couple of little hiccups mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, so interesting to see how all these shows are going to play out, you know, post crisis. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but once again, guys, thanks for hanging out. Really appreciate it. Before we wrap up for the evening, just uh, let the people out there listening know where they can find you on social media. Uh, Agent H, I'll start with you, brother. Well, everybody can find me on, on Facebook under Darius George and also on Instagram as who nerd and NYC. I think it is. I can't remember, but they, they'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase. Uh, yeah, you can find me in the Facebook groups uh, under Jason Lowry. You can also find me on Instagram as Jason Reed Lowry and then Pretty soon, uh, you'll be able to find me, Darius, and a few others on a show that I've been putting together called The Nerds Have Spoken. Oh, shit. Debuting (laughs) soon. The Nerds Have Spoken. Yep. We'll be dropping here in a few weeks. We're going to be doing some, uh, uh, we're still new at this whole thing. So we're going to be start recording here. And, uh, you know, it's going to be pretty exciting. We got a lot to talk about. So. All right. Well, looking forward to that, man. And I'll definitely post the details here on Verbally Challenge. Once you guys get that up and running, looking forward to having all you guys on a future episode just to basically talk about how it all came about and see how you guys were doing. So definitely looking forward to that. Guys, you can find me everywhere at HarrikanBX. You know what to do. Google it. HarrikanBX all over social media. Check out Verbally Challenge. Please like, share, follow the podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Don't forget to check out the realm of collectors at the pool table network all right we'll be back with another episode very very soon all right take care stay safe peace out